0: Doc is coming here tomorrow. Yes, yeah,
1: going to be here tomorrow. put my money on.
0: good folks what to do three times dope podcast we're coming at you hey h every time i see that intro and i see your ivy league degree i just i get imposter syndrome so how you doing h
1: you gotta start i mean is it greetings and salutations or are we going ahead at each other good morning right in <laughs>
0: it's, 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 it's
1: so nice to see you good
0: morning yeah uh so how's everything let's check in folks ain't seen us since last year how's everybody doing H, starting with you
1: I'm doing good, you know. I won't complain. It's been busy, but the work is good. So I'm good. How are you? I I, I think I read something that you were nominated, or won something, or joined something. What the, yeah, what's, on new, the, what's on the roll call this week?
0: Yeah, new fellowship, 50 Can Fellowship. Shout out, 50 Can. Um, so I'm going to be uh, in the fifth cohort of the National Voices Fellowship. Uh, I saw some interesting folks uh, in there. Can't wait to get in, chop it up and uh you know try to find some e- or some equal equal footing in terms of how we can push education forward for 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 students so yeah, uh, yeah. good look good luck. so good
2: There's look the
0: yeah yeah, Podcast yeah.
2: city, stay on the streets doing the work for the but community. Listen,
0: man, listen, listen. I
2: respect that, Brody. If I, if I, if right.
0: I get a micron fellowship one day, man, you know. Hey, that's the, that's so the, we that's got three H- right there, man. That's a
2: three P. We need to get the three P. H got she H ain't even talking about her fellowship,
0: but yeah, matter of fact, me cool. put the spotlight on you. Hey,
1: <laughs> well, you you, you do
0: had have you don't had a session, H. What's
1: going I on? I have there? not. We oh, haven't started yet. We have I- not started yet. So I am really, really excited. I am a part of the Micron Georgetown Nonprofit Leaders of Color Fellowship with some amazing educators and leaders and nonprofit folks who are focused on STEM um, across the country. We are the first cohort. It is going to be amazing. We start next week. Uh, oh. So I'm excited. We've had an orientation I met some really amazing folks so far, and had some really great reading. And I think, you know, while we joke about the fellowships and the, you know, all of the different things that we're a part of, I think it does show our commitment to to lifelong learning. Like you can get a bunch of degrees and still not know a lot, and so we have to right. continue to stay on top of this scholarship, on top of this praxis, in order to continue to lead our organizations and our communities in a way that make a difference. So I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Hey, so
0: super proud of you. I was proud of you Thank when you. it was announced, and uh even proud of you, prouder of you now. But listen up, though. No more. You can't say amazing. No more during the podcast.
1: That's that's my keyword. Yeah, so, yeah that's,
0: your, that's your trigger because amazing. we know, we know we know nuance is about to happen.
1: Well, listen. If we can't, if I can't say amazing, and Doc yeah. can't say nuance, then yeah. you can't say racialized black people. All right, cool. I'm with it. Bet.
0: Black Done. people. Wait. <laughs> Read it. Is there it is
1: <laughs> i haven't <laughs> even used the word
0: nuance yet doc uh mr syracuse what's happening man look
2: <laughs> I, i'm just excited to be with y'all uh because i need the community and uh you know i'm just uh i'm just excited man like life is good i can't complain when do you know good to complain no way uh go about fixing the shit that ain't working for you and you know, like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to do, but yeah, you know, going back and forth to Syracuse, looking forward to working with, uh, wanna encourage everybody to check out the work of uh, Yamale Tucson Beach uh, at uh, Stem From Dance, uh, looking to bring uh, that joy uh, to black and brown girls and continue to support their work. So working on a new project uh, with them, got a new research project coming out in the next couple of weeks that
0: I hope to finish off by the end of the year. So. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I'm always grateful to be in y'all's presence. So we have a list of topics that we're talking about, but man, I got to throw a monkey wrench in here. So I, I, I've seen some 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 balloons orchestrated by China uh, <laughs> o- o- over over Montana and now down in Latin America. You got uh, uh, Secretary of State that was supposed to go to China in order to talk to them about our relationships with them, right? But we have these spy balloons, allegedly, <laughs> right, that are over Montana and that are over Latin America. We got the U.S. now uh, acquiring Wait, Latin milk. America, right? Yes,
2: oh, I hadn't heard that.
0: Yeah, I and thought so, it was
2: just Montana.
0: No, sir, Latin America as well. And then, so you you also have the U.S. because, see, we we always we always hold ourselves harmless in terms of when. Uh, you have these provocateurs that come in and do things. And then we say, oh, they're just doing this stuff. They're being aggressive towards America. But here it is, you have America that's acquiring more uh more bases and more territory uh in, in Asia uh in order to keep an eye over on the Chinese in the in the in the um the Black Sea? Is it the Black Sea? Is it the it's, it's one of those one of one of those seas I'll I'll look it up in a second. I don't wanna give you all misinformation, but it's just America being aggressive. And so, like, how what do you guys what do you guys think about that when you first saw the thing in, in, in Montana? What were your initial thoughts, Doc? I was
2: trying to get on a plane and go see it personally as a skin <laughs> person. So I was like later for all the spy shit. I was like, Yeah, all right, I'll let y'all figure that out. I'm like, damn, the size of a school bus, too.
0: I, yeah.
2: I, I ain't never seen a balloon that big, so uh I ain't gonna lie, I was straight trying to figure out like, well, maybe I'll just go to Montana and uh see what they're talking about. <laughs> Cause I-, I was just super curious, like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But that's just me as a STEM STEM nerd thinking yeah. like, you know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see it. So, you know, like whatever they spying on
0: to your point. Safety though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be all right. Like, you know, like. Uh, you know, uh, this ain't uh, it ain't like a meteorite that'll hit the ground. You know, Shakur will protect us. You know, that's, why they, that's why
0: they didn't shoot it down, though. They didn't shoot it down because they were worried about if that was going to yeah. impact residential areas.
2: Yeah. I mean, we got toxic water and, and lead and they already yeah. got impacting impact in communities. Like, they need to shoot that joint down, let Shakur know because Shakur will lead us <laughs> out Shakur. of harm's way. We just follow Shakur yeah. and everybody will be good. So...
1: Listen. Anytime honest, these kind of things come out, I always think to myself, this is the little bit that they're sharing because there's a lot yeah. more to the story. And yeah. so they're giving us this as either a distraction or like, well, there are really bad things happening that we, so let's just create, this. you know, we always talk about influences and the role of social media. And sometimes we got to understand that folks will create content, not in the sense that it isn't true and it didn't happen, but it always leaves me with more questions. Like, so where, where's the rest of this story? And did you not know it was going there until it was already posted and, and what other ways have we been using this technology and what are we actually using it for? And how much have we spent and how safe are our borders? Right. We're so busy talking about borders between yes. us and Mexico and borders between particular <laughs> states and areas. We might need to be talking about some borders beyond land. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And so quick, quick correction. Uh, because uh, you know we like to correct ourselves when we when we when we talking uh, the wrong stuff. So uh, expanded basis was the Philippines. The sea that I was talking about was the uh, the China uh, the South China Sea, not the Black Sea. The South China Sea. So quick correction. Right. We
1: can bring Go. back geography. Make geography great again.
0: Don't come
2: at me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't it ain't tested, so we ain't we ain't teaching
1: That's- geography.
0: That's another podcast for another time. All the knowledge that folks are Come on. The crazy thing is I used to be a geography king, man. As a social studies teacher, like, I used to know all these things. But, like, yo, I got to get better. It's it's on me. I own it. It's on me. Got to get better. All right. All right. First first up, first up, AP College Board, right? So, like, you know, we saw some things, and now we're seeing some more things. Uh, Doc, jump in, man. What were your initial thoughts? Set us up
2: there's nuance to this so i want to be <laughs> clear i have to get that in before I it's even
1: amazing
2: it, <laughs> well it's amazingly trash so i could use uh h's word uh for sure so here's the thing with this ap thing i want to start by saying that i'm not a fan of the college board because it's a monopoly and like I-, I don't understand why we feel like we need ap and what's so honorable about the College Board profiting off of our history and teaching it in an AP course. That doesn't validate us as Black people. Like, I I just don't understand why we celebrated the College Board having an AP course after all the years they've been around and all the money that school districts that serve Black children have given to them. And we had to wait till 2023 to have a class like this. So there's that. Two. Ron DeSantis' behavior is not new. Curriculum has always been under attack. It's just now in the public space. So his behavior is not alarming. Like, it is very normal for people to attack curriculum, both in higher education and in K-12. So I wasn't surprised. But then I wasn't surprised by College Board capitulating because College Board exists to make money.
1: That's right.
2: They don't exist to defend Black people they do not exist so that our story is told with the elegance and grace it rightly deserves they exist to make money they are a non-profit where their ceo makes bank like close to a million dollars i think because i talked about this in the uh non leadership class that i had and they looked at the 990 for the college board and if people think i'm making it up go on youtube and there's a clip that talks about the monopoly of it all. Why do we keep using the SAT? Because the College Board is in bed with people that make it necessary, because that's their bread and butter. But yet, colleges are opting out of the SAT. But yet, people still continue to give them money. So for me, if I was still running schools, and we wanna stop this as a collective, people just need to stop giving money to the College Board. Like That's part of the solution. DeSantis, yeah. man, you know, like, that's not a surprise. I would just stop funding the College Board personally. Um, but it it, it it makes me uh, angry that I feel like we're distracted by minor details of this story. And yes, DeSantis and that approach is important. And yes, it's government overreach and education is supposed to be hyper blah, blah. I got all of that. But how do we hold the College Board accountable? for backing out of what they were gonna do and and for profiting off of our history. Like, why can't we go to Dr. Greg Carr and have him do a class that's available for all kids and districts and schools live streaming? Greg Carr knows more about uh, our history than the college board ever will. I don't care what panel of people they put together. So I'm annoyed. Yes, there's nuance and it's amazingly stupid. (laughs) like not calling out the college board and all these superintendents can go to their conferences blah 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 how come the superintendents and council of Great city schools ain't putting something out to defend us because they don't care either because they just want our money i'm done thank you very much sir no
1: Ray. He put in the text, keep roll. Can you hear me, Doc? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, H, go ahead and uh, hop in here. So I can't see myself, but I'm sure you can hear me. And if not, it's cool because Ray is podcast and he'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I think for me, the thing that I find interesting is, you know, I'm a root cause kind of person. So I immediately go to like the college board website and about us and the history of them. And I then click on the board of trustees to see who these people are and what their backgrounds are. And so the thing that I find interesting is is what I think is supposed to be the purpose of the college board and these AP courses. My understanding was if I'm a young person and I'm in a high school and I know that I am college bound and I have exhausted the number of classes or credits that I can take for a particular content area. I have the ability to take an AP course, which will allow me to be to get a head start, if you will. Right. So the, the expectation is that this isn't just another college class. It's an AP version, a more a pre-college course that can help prepare you and also give you credit so that yeah. when you get into college, you have already been. Um, ingrained to kind of the basics of that thing right so that's that if i was a science major i wanted to be a chemistry major i go to crossland i have exhausted all the sciences i need to take i take mm. an ap chemistry when i go to the university of maryland those college those, tra- those credits will transfer and then i can start then so mm. i always thought about so what is the impact if we are removing particular pieces of reading or modules from the AP African studies course. Because to me, that means mm-hmm. if I know that I want to study that in college, I want to go to FAMU and be an African studies uh, major. And I can't take, I take that AP course in high school, mm-hmm. but because of the revised way, perhaps that university doesn't acknowledge it. They don't really want it. I now come in without the the level of credibility that protect, that perhaps a different state or different student at a different kind of high school would have had like how that impacts my experience perhaps mm. that also influences me to not have African studies as a major because there is this credibility if we talk about higher ed and the scholarship of the ivory tower there is a bit of credibility when folks can say I have an AP this or an AP that and so if we are going to shift the, the ways that we prepare people who are taking those courses, then what is the impact on that? I also think, you know, to Desantis's point, this whole discussion about, like, how we can create curriculum that is centered in, in Western culture and traditions and that this ridiculous notion that... Yo, thought,
0: my fault.
1: <laughs> That's okay. That any thoughts about diversity, equity, and inclusion are harmful, I just don't understand why people, all kinds of people don't hear that it's code for what they're really trying to say, which is the voices, lives, experiences, credentials, lived experiences and contributions of anybody who is not white and does not believe the way that I believe is not valuable. And so that it just, you know, if I say that diversity, equity and inclusion is divisive, to who, in what ways? if I'm worried about the harm that white children may feel or the guilt that white teachers may feel as they teach about a curriculum or or teach about something that happened in the black community, do we have that same level of care for black and brown children who only see themselves in very narrow, negative, limited ways in curriculum and in textbooks? Um, and so I don't know why that same level of, well, I mean, I know, but it just seems so obvious to me that the same level of care and protection and concern that folks who are critical of CRT in schools, which is not a real thing, <laughs> and like this way that um, students will feel if they have to be exposed to the harms of the real world, and um, but that doesn't that never seems to take into account the descendants of the people in the communities that are still experiencing that harm. Um, and then I think we gotta also remember that none of this is new, as Doc has said. And there are different perspectives about the role of education and what we need to happen in schools and the thought that schools should be places that stimulate curiosity, that inspire critical thinking, that value various opinions, that, that focus on collaboration and connectivity, where your identity is valued and celebrated, is just not as... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it's not as as dominant as we would think. And again, for most of us, and for some people, uh, our our audiences, it's hard for us to imagine because we see black excellence all the time, right? We walk out the streets, we watch it on our TV, we hear it on our, we see it all over. But for school settings, um, I think we need to really understand the implications of this for folks who do not have. Black mm-hmm. teachers who are not exposed to black yeah. curriculum, who do not have black mentors, who are not in safe black spaces where they can have these kind of dialogues and, yeah. and begin to interrogate their own thinking.
0: Yeah, you on me, yeah. Ray. Yeah, sorry, sorry about the uh, <laughs> nah, you never happened, but anyway, um, to I, I guess to talk talk to uh, to Doc's point, man, when I think about college board think about ap when i took it in high school right and um you know i think about just like how it was set up you had to score at least a three on the ap test in order for you to get credit get college credit and a lot of colleges even back then in like 1995 weren't really accepting threes fours like they they really weren't accepting that for college credit so for me I, i always thought and i still feel this way today it's like it's better for you to take a college credit at a community college so you take a three credit course at a community college and then that credit is, is guaranteed to transfer over or, yeah. or, or more likely to transfer over than than, than the actual ap class and so for me if, if folks out here are listening to our podcast i would say instead of going college board due to the fact that they don't want to uh, advocate and stand up and stick their chests out for black folks I would say where I would recommend taking an a African-American studies class at yeah. a community college in order to in order to. And then also um, Syracuse University has a very robust uh, African studies program that they offer online for college credit. And so those are some 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 uh, alternatives, some healthy alternatives uh, to, to of courses to take beyond just taking that college board uh, AFS class. And, and yeah. from what I've seen. Based off of looking at the framework, it looked like it was. I say it was stripped, It was script, stripped, script, stripped. stripped, stripped. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I say it was stripped, right? And then I got some folks that that are that were like, no, it wasn't stripped. It was, you know, because it was in 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 uh, it was in the exploratory phase, and so they didn't strip anything. It was just, you know, but like when you take critical race theory out of uh, out of it, and then you take queer theory out of it. Right. I feel like you stripped, you stripped humanity out of that curriculum.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The cats that I see on social media kind of riding for it. I'm just like and some of them are black. I'm just like. I mean, are y'all getting a check from college board? Like y'all don't want to have any critical analysis of the college board as an institution and to raise point. Why can't we just have dual enrollment? Like what is so necessary about an AP class when it's just college credit and the content can exist at a community college and it would probably cost less, I would imagine.
1: But the other thing, too, though, right, is let's remember folks take AP, young people take AP classes because it can give them an opportunity to raise that GPA. And so that's when you see folks who have like a full because they've taken a credit oh, class. So wait, now if I want to yeah. be valedictorian, I want to be salutatorian, I need to get this GPA. I'm trying to get these scholarship funds. I'm trying to get access. But if there are these other ways. So yes, find an alternative to get the knowledge that you know. Everybody who was on that list that used to be a part of the curriculum around African-American, Black feminist thought or queer studies needs to be on your book to read list for the next 12 months. Like we can do that work. But these are also really tough choices that young people and their families have to make around what class I can take, what class is offered. I want to take this class for this amount of credits because I'm trying to graduate in this 1% of the school. And so I think-
0: Yes. I think a 4.25 GPA is cap.
1: <laughs> no, no, there are young people who are... We make right. that because we don't necessarily... You know, we are in a I space think where I grade think rate 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 rate. So, averages don't matter as much as they did. I but if think, I'm young... When yeah. I was a young person, I was... I mean, one of the questions they still ask on applications is, what is your GPA?
0: H, like, that's it's inflated. Like, inflated. It's inflated. And, and like, when you... Because so here, here's here's my here's my example that I'll use. You guys can kill me if you want. It is or this, you get a kid that between grades kindergarten to twelfth grade gets all eighties and nineties on their report card throughout. Right? They get to the twelfth grade and can't fill out a job application, a simple job application that uh, a student that's on a third to fifth grade reading level should be able to fill out. That means that this kid is falling through the cracks based off of them being able to behave, be compliant to the rules, be compliant to the system, right? Hadn't learned shit the whole time they've been in school, just learned how to be compliant. Are Are we putting our kids in school to learn them how to be compliant? Are we putting our kids in school to learn how to think outside of the box, fend for themselves, and be advocates for themselves. It's, two, sure. totally different, it's two, do- yeah. two totally different worldviews.
1: I don't I don't disagree, but we still use grade point averages as as a metric for scholarships, as a metric for internships, as a metric for how we pick folks. I'm not saying that the grades aren't, aren't inflated. I'm also saying that we've got a lot of ways that we can show mastery that is not connected to traditional ways of 100%. Right. 100% out of 100, right? That's so right. all of what we're saying is true, but what I'm saying is if I am a on my way to be first-generation high school graduate of first-generation college in my family. Yep, have, and grades are, are focused for me and my family. And, it's, and I come home with a 91%, and my mother is saying, where the other nine that you left on the table? We get hundreds around here. You understand what I'm saying? And now there are, <laughs> the college board is in cahoots, With some other organizations, it is now going to impact which classes I have access to, which can impact my grade point average, which can impact how I decide to go. Folks, salutatorians and valedictorians is capped too, but we celebrate that every year. That's just grade point average, right? We're not talking about best overall student or best overall contributor to our community. All these things are working together. And my push to us and to our audience is, yes, let's be fair upset about the choices that we don't like, but let's also take it from how it impacts us, because we already got our stuff. Put yourself in the position of a brand new teacher who was really excited to teach an AP course that they've been working on and studying, and now it's been disrupted. Put yourselves in the life of somebody who is relying on their GPA to pull them into a system that can take them out of some things that they've already been through, giving them access to college and higher education. We all know it's CAP. You tell us all the time, higher ed is trash. But for young people, it, it's going to land differently, uh, mm. especially for those who are relying on these things the most. Y'all <laughs> sound like y'all most- speaking from
2: uh, from
0: uh, from experience with this, right? <laughs> you on mute? I put myself on mute because I got some things going on outside, building the studio. Anyway. Um, so I want to take the bullet for what H just said. I am the only person on this podcast that thinks higher ed is trash. They have a nuanced <laughs> argument.
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That's cap, number one. Number one. To a certain degree, H and I believe that there are elements of higher ed that are trash. Okay, good. That's. Okay. A, we, I, I think I can speak for H that there are elements of higher ed that are trash. Yeah. And Overall, it's not complete trash. I
0: don't know.
2: <laughs> but there are elements of it that are trash. But y'all are also speaking from experience because uh, I couldn't get into AP honors when I was in high school. they was like,
1: eh, nah,
2: bro. Like, hey, but I here you are. Here you are. I don't AP Roberts classes
1: in high school either. I don't even know if they offered AP classes. At and Boston. that's the other thing about AP. And it's
0: honors so is, you and you It's guys. also an access up. issue.
1: It's an access yeah. issue. It is and an access issue is going to impact which communities the most. Who's gonna get it worse than first?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's an access issue because I yeah. I, oh, yeah. I grew I grew up I grew up poor and I had access to it. And the reason why I had access to it is because I I smart.
1: I wish that we had uh you know how on Zoom you can do like reactions? We need a reaction, it's just a cap, just a right. That's I, cap.
2: absolute cap. And you know how it's cap <laughs> because in DC. Yeah. They
1: actually had to
2: mandate a minimum number of AP or honors courses in schools because it was totally inequitable.
0: Yeah, DC is an right. anomaly. And we all know that everything that happens in DC is trash. Right. <laughs> all of our DC
2: listeners. This is Raymond. <laughs> yes, Akram. Yeah, I, hey, I, own it.
0: I own it. And I'll be in DC at the end of the month. Anybody want to pull up? Well, actually, no, that, that trip got canceled. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That means he probably will be here, but doesn't want to see the people who he just invited to come see him.
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. (laughs)